These days, there are many hurdles facing modern DevRel practitioners. From shrinking budgets to disappearing events, what can we do to face these difficulties and come out better on the other side? We asked a few folks at DevRelCon to share their insights, and in this episode of Community Pulse, we'll see what we can learn. You're listening to the Community Pulse Podcast. Welcome your host, Mary Thangval, Jason Hand, PJ Haggerty, and Wesley Faulkner. Hello, I'm Alvin, I work for Contentful, and uh, I think the biggest hurdles facing DevRel right now is that it's struggling to be recognized as a cost, because DevRel is a cost, and that's okay, just like there is maintenance cost for, the example I used before is like rail tracks, like they need to be maintained and it costs money, and often like reducing the frequency of maintenance, just all of that, can be good in the short term, but in the long term we all know how that goes. And DevRel is kind of the same thing. It's like it has to me. I think it has to be recognized as a cost, and it's and it's something that companies struggle to understand. And I think that hurts us in the profession. Uh, so I'm Chris Jenkins. I'm the host of the Developer Voices podcast. Oh, right on. <laughs> um, I think the biggest hurdle facing developer relations at the moment is money. Right? Mm-hmm. Funding is drying up. Uh, new jobs are drying up. Why is it? Why are we running out of money? Because we're struggling to justify what we do. For all the, you know, the the nature of our skill is that we're good at communicating technical ideas to a broader audience, but we aren't really good at absorbing marketing ideas and broadcasting them and using them. And I think the reason for that is. We look at sales, we look at marketing, we consider the very worst that those careers can be, and we take that as the norm, and we, you know, we raise our hands and say, I'm not touching that stuff, because you know what sales people are like, you know what marketing people are like. We need to start getting inspired by the very best of sales people. The very best sales people are solution people, the solution finders. The very best marketing people are great communicators, and they find out what excites people. When you start doing that, then we'll get good at justifying why we are a big part of the business. And then the funding will come back. I have a question. question. Follow up. Who who is the emissary of that knowledge sharing? Do we have an association? Do we have some sort of uh, preamble? Do we have like a a Hippocratic oath? A manifesto? What do we do to have that be established as we have value and um, it's we're worth investing in? I think those kind of guild-like ideas, right? Like um, having an oath, having a manifesto, having a merchant's guild. I think they're kind of mid to late stage industry ideas, right? Um, We compare ourselves to merchants and we compare ourselves to architects a lot, forgetting that architecture is 10,000 years old, we're about 50 years old. I think we're still very, very young as an industry, and even younger as a DevRel industry. I think where it's actually going to come from is the most inspiring people in our community. It's going to come from people like you. Who? You, Wesley Faulkner. Wesley Faulkner. It's going to come from the leading voices of our industry, because I don't think we're ready to systematize it yet. I think we're too early stage. So some of us need to do that thing. Was it Alan Kay who said a new perspective is worth 10 IQ points? I think it's Alan Kay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
we need some of us to go over to that marketing sales idea, get that new viewpoint and return, like Marco Polo returning from the East, to teach us what parts of it matter and how to do it well. Right. Well, it's, it's almost like a lot of people, in the conversations that I've had, a lot of people talk about the, the concept of like when you're building your engineering team, the first place that, that new engineer should go is support because support understands the problem that you're facing. Yeah. And in a lot of ways, I think that, that sales and marketing understand not everything, like you're saying, take the pieces you need, but they understand parts of the problem that we're having, and they could probably solve that problem in a way that we're not expecting because we're still taking the engineering perspective, yeah. which yeah. is, you know, we build, we build, we build. Yeah. Um, and if it doesn't work, you build a thing on top of it that, that works better. Whereas maybe we can do a little less of that and maybe take from more of an open source idea where we take what we need for what we need and we build based on that. Yeah, absolutely. We've got to the best of it because God knows the worst exists. Right? Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I mean, and, and I think the the one the one hurdle to that in and of itself is there are toxic marketing teams, there are toxic sales teams. There, I've worked at tech companies where they tried to sell, you know, platform as a service like like used cars, and it, it doesn't cold calling and things like that. That that, that doesn't work. Yeah. Uh, we don't need to take those things, and, and so yeah, I think that that's part of the hurdle as well. We have a very highly attuned radar for the things that suck, right? Bad sales, bad marketing, lack of integrity. I'm going to pick on blockchain and say that the blockchain industry is desperately hiring developer advocates, and developer advocates, by and large, don't want to work in that field, even though the multiples of salary are high. Mm -hmm because we're highly attuned to integrity. And that's a great thing about our sector. But we're not high, we need to get highly attuned to the people who do what they do with great integrity, because they are out there. They're a great sales, the best salesperson I ever met was just excited of finding this solution would fit this problem and making the connection. He was a connection maker and he was inspiring. I should think more about him and then I can take my own point and do something with it. <laughs> yeah, so hi, I'm Graham. Uh, I'm an accessibility advocate uh, and I run a small DevRel server. And it's, I don't know whether this is controversial or not, but I think DevRel's biggest problem has been scope creep effectively. Okay. Um, so it's now you ask someone what is DevRel and even people in DevRel will give you a different answer. Every single person gives a different answer. You ask the average developer what it is and they only see maybe the top surface, like the people who are allowed on social media, don't really know what the rest of it's about. So it's become such an all-encompassing beast that it then becomes, there's no strong definition as far as most people are concerned. So then when the company comes to look at, hey, who do we get rid of? You've got a department that no one really knows what they do, kind of, maybe. And also, it's very hard to measure it, so you don't have numbers. So then that becomes the first thing on the chopping block, and we're seeing that at the moment. So that, you know, I don't know whether that's a spicy take or not, but that's my sort of thought it's on it. To, to, to quote SJ, that would be like a two, two chili peppers out of five. Okay, yeah, it's not uh, too much. But it sounds like you're bad. saying you're everything, so you're nothing at the same exactly. time? Exactly. Yeah, if you say, classic networking thing is, if, someone, if you say to someone, I want to introduce to any company, you get nothing. But if you say, I want to introduce to John Smith at X company, you get it. It's the same with DevRel. It's like, what, what is it? It's so many things, because companies have adopted it in many ways. And without the fact that we don't even have standard terminology between ourselves, right. like how, how can you possibly persuade others of the value of it if a company doesn't know? What tends to happen is that, you know, smaller companies particularly, there'll be an investor going, you need a DevRel team. And so a company will just get it without any reasoning behind it or thought of why they need it. 
uh, and then you end up with this horrible situation where someone comes in solo DevRel and they are basically the marketing department, the documentation, community building and developer experience all at the same time. It's just too much. And do, do you think part of that is because there's a, there's, for lack of a better, the oxymoron, there's a clear misunderstanding that DevRel is a position, like we talked, I, I think I was talking with you yesterday about the fact that people use DevRel as a noun. And like, yeah, oh, we need to hire a DevRel. Well, DevRel is an umbrella term that means developer advocacy, it means technical writing, it means content creation, it means video, and, and speaking, like all the things that go into being what is a DevRel program. And yeah, you can get that all in one purpose person, but that's not a developer relations person, practitioner. That's a developer advocate, or that's a technical writer. And like, there's many jobs that fall under the umbrella of DevRel, but we are not doing a good enough job, and this goes back to a little bit about what Chris was saying, we do not do a good enough job of explaining what it is we do to the people that we talk to, exactly. who, who are outside of our, our realm. Yeah, exactly, and because it is, so I, it, yet again, this is one that always gets people's backs up initially, but then hopefully sometimes I persuade. I see it like a, if you've ever seen a double-ended sales funnel or the bow tie sales funnel, you will be in one of three sections of that as, as a developer advocate or as a community builder or someone on product. It's when you end up having to be all of them that you are none of them and then it becomes very confusing. Right. And because we don't have, like I said, the standard terminology would be a great starting point because someone introduces itself, I'm like, I'm a, I'm a DevRel, you know, like you said, the noun thing. But even if they say developer advocate, I'm like, so what do you do? Yeah. Because it, it, you might right. be really on the documentation team, that might be your primary focus, mm -hmm. or maybe you might be on community building. It's like, we don't have a way of easily identifying yeah. what right. part of the function you are doing. Well, and then there's some of us who, who have maybe, you know, been in, in DevRel for a little bit longer who who have done like each touched on each of those pieces and it's like because we talked about this like yeah. how do you describe if someone was to ask me for a referral for Wesley yeah Wesley does a great job he's really community oriented that doesn't actually describe anything that Wesley's ever done he's done a lot of stuff and that that's more important like we need to be more specific in our terminology more direct in the things that we're saying and maybe that will that will resolve a little bit of that issue yeah and then the, it was interesting that Chris was saying about it being a, oh, so no, it was Andrew saying it about it being a cost to the company. Well, it should be, it, it shouldn't be a cost, you know what I mean? It shouldn't actually be that. I think at the moment that's how it, it comes across and how it kind of is. But the value is either you're building a community that's going to create other advocates so you're feeding the top of the funnel, or you're helping with retention, or you're increasing conversions. There are business-related, profit-related functions. We just, we're just too all over the place as a, as a whole, as a community. Right. You end up with the CEO with a stick poking, saying, come on, DevRel. Yeah. DevRel. Why are you DevRel? <laughs> Shouldn't you be DevRel? DevRel harder. Right yeah. Come on. <laughs> hey, here at DevRelate.io, we know the world of DevRel can be tough. Deadlines, announcements, conferences, talks, where do you find all the time? That's where we come in. At DevRelate.io, you can find the help you need to start, maintain, and move your developer and community relations forward. Handling everything from event planning and strategy to content development, podcasts, documentation. We even help with speaker training and talk review. All in one place. When you're ready to augment your already great team, reach out at info at devrelate.io. That's info at D-E-V-R-E-L-A-T-E dot I-O. Devrelate.io, experience developer and community relations as a service. But yeah, I, I think that, and this kind of touches on all three of the points, you know, the cost, 
the the money and the 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 conspicuous nature of what we do for our lack of ability to educate people but it, it kind of all combines for kind of like the, the terrible storm it's you know uh, one of the first ever places I ever worked we didn't really have metrics but what we did have was like simple things to track like so I would go do a talk I would have a specific you know shortened URL for that event and we could easily say okay so PJ went and spoke at RubyConf India and we saw 400 free signups, and out of those 400 free signups, now they're in the system, now we can track it. But even the, that simple like UTM style tracking, which is a, a total marketing thing, that UTM style tracking, tracking is something that DevRel people are like, well, I don't wanna, you know, that's too much work, I don't wanna do that. Um, and it's, it's difficult to actually then say like, yeah, so I went to this in April, and yes, this guy signed up in November, this corporate company signed up in November, and so there was success there. We. Like, I know that we, we're constantly arguing about metrics and what metrics should be, but we don't, what we need to do is define our definition of success. And not just us, but the teams we work with, the companies we work for, need to say, this is what we define as developer relations success. And that's how you can build your metrics from there. We can, we can build our own metrics, but they don't matter if the people outside of it don't understand them. It's, it needs to be a team thing. It needs to be marketing. It needs to be sales. It needs to be the C-levels. It needs to be everyone. So that when we say, oh, we've been successful at developer relations, or it comes time to say, we need to cut this program because it costs, well, what are the costs, what are the returns? If you can see a return on investment, there's value there. And then, then you can come back and say, now fire middle management, those people don't do anything. <laughs> can I fire a question based on something you said there? Ooh, yeah. So you said about like DevRels, I keep using it as a noun, sorry. Um, not wanting to use UTM codes. Do you think it's a culture thing because the one thing that nearly everybody in DevRel as a developer says is I'm not marketing? Do you think we've tried so hard as a community to work, move away from marketing and make sure we are seen as separate that we now don't want to embrace anything that even overlaps in a slight way and actually end up hurting ourselves as an industry? I'm gonna harken back to something I said in my talk yesterday is that we are the community of it depends. And so hard binary responses like we don't do that or they won't do that or I won't do that are something that just needs to go away. It, it depends on if it's obstructive, if it's creepy, if, and, and in all contexts the same thing can have different meanings. Uh, so uh, if I have a, a tracking URL in the terms of service of my open source software, that feels a little creepy, right? If it is something more like it's on the web and it goes to our blog, that should be fine, right? So the nuance of the way that we talk is the expertise that we bring because we can't have global generic answers to flat questions. We need to consider all of the variables and then make the right decision. Right, again, and, it goes back to the idea of, of yes. clarifying our language, using yes. specific language to define And the other part is that language, technology, all is fluid. And that is also the advantage that we bring is because we are embedded in the community, we are of the people that we are trying to serve. And that inherent nature allows us to make the right choice or the right call or be susceptible to the backlash if there is. And that is the value that we bring and that is how we can show value while adding metrics and tracking and all that stuff where it matters and where it can be left out.
That's my answer. So let me ask then, Wesley, what do you think is the biggest hurdle to developer relations? You're asking me. I'm asking you. Do you want me to go first? I can go first. You go first. All right, so in, in my mind, it kind of, it, it pitches off what all three of you have said, but I think that the, the muddying of the water that has happened recently, and, and, and I agree with what you're saying, Chris, we, we learn things from marketing, we're a part of marketing, Everybody, everybody's in marketing. Everybody's in sales. Not everybody's in engineering, but maybe they should be. But the issue that we have is the, the term getting further muddied by people saying, I'm doing developer relations because I'm doing developer marketing. Now, the difference between developer marketing and classic marketing, if we can call it that, is that one person put the word developer in front of it and decided it was a thing. They're actually not using any different techniques. They're not learning from engineering teams or DevRel teams or other teams in the technology field. They've just added it. And what that causes is people saying, not universally, but like, oh, well, if we can do developer marketing and just get one developer marketer on our marketing team, then why do we need an entire DevRel team? These people pretty much do the same thing, but they don't. Um, and I've always argued that we need to work with sales, we need to work with marketing, but their goals are to, at the end of the day, have a top of the funnel experience, have a user experience, have a new monthly active user or whatever terminology they want to use. Ours is to establish a relationship and build on that relationship. It may never end in being a user, and it, that's tough, but we have to be honest about it. It may just end in getting feedback about the communities we work with or the languages that we're coding in or, or our projects that is outside of the realm of someone who is paying to use our product or signing up for, for whatever it is. And I think that developer marketing is really, it's, it's starting to hurt us. There's like, there's a part of marketing that's like that struggling to stay relevant. Hey, have you heard about us? Keep knocking on the door thing. There's a part of marketing that's just communicating to people. One thing I think that marketing has at its best and sales has definitely, and we sometimes have and sometimes don't, depending on the company, is not just that talking to people, but the agency to listen to them and change the product. And salespeople have that because, you know, you've got to add this feature or we're not getting the deal. Marketing people do it more subtly in that they go out into the market and research what's going to work and they influence the product that way. We often forget that half of marketing is shutting up, listening and deciding what the market needs. I think some companies are very good at remembering that developer relations is as much about learning to improve your product as it is telling people about the product. Some companies are hopeless at that and they just want to broadcast. Um, and I think the, the only real way that balance is going to be righted is by us learning to, you know, learning the things that give us agency within the business. And I guess where that inevitably leads is we have to realize that though we're called developer relations and that's the label we present to the outside world, the biggest problem internally is being sales relations, marketing relations, business relations. We've got to do a better job at relating to those people because we're supposed to be great technical communicators and we're forgetting how many important people within our company there are to communicate with. I think the biggest problem with DevRel, biggest hurdle, at, biggest, hurdle. biggest hurdle, is that we do not have a marquee company with a marquee DevRel program that's wildly successful. 
companies need uh, a generic. They need a Xerox. They need a Tesla. They need someone to point to saying we want to do that and we want to do it that way. Mm -hmm. And so we need companies that say that they're developer first or developer focused to have the best or one of the best developer relations programs and teams and advocates and representatives to be the beacon for everyone else to beef up their program and also use that as their tacit definition of why they need it and who does it well. I don't think there is a really good default answer to who is implementing a DevRel strategy or program in a consistent way that, sh that they are highlighting and touting as the secret of their success. Do you, do you think that's always been the case though? Because I mean, if you look at, if you look at, um, Twilio was, was, but, yeah. was a huge one. Like, I mean, the, the yeah. Wikipedia article, if you look up the Wikipedia article for developer relations, again, totally giving away my yeah. here. It's like, you know, the modern sense of developer relations, the flag started with SendGrid, Twilio, um, New Relic, and Engineer. Yeah. Those were the, the places, and the irony, and I, I may keep this or not, I don't know, is that Engine Yard, where I was, trained Twilio, trained SendGrid, and trained New Relic. Um, so it was all one place, and it was like a one-stop shop of this is how we do it. But it was also a different time in the world of investment, the world of startups, the world of technology, where it was still very greenfield, the way that things could work. Yeah. Um, but, and there were also a lot of negatives to that. You know, basically, a lot of DevRel was like, how big of a party can you throw? Um, how many drinks can you buy at a bar? Um, how, how entertained can you keep people after a conference? How many cool t-shirts can you make a year? Um, and that's like, we've shifted from that to like, how much actual technical content are you bringing to the table? Um, how many deep dive talks are you giving about Kubernetes or things that people care about in the community, accessibility, whatever? How, how deep are you going? Is everything on the surface or is everything a, you know, just high level? When you put it that way, it sounds like a real improvement I mean, we should be doing more plus, education than drinks parties. Yeah, def right? definitely. But it, it's a pluses and minuses situation where it's like part of the reason why those parties were successful because there was no there was no hallway track concept. There was no way to socialize and, and humanize the developers um, or the speakers for that matter. Yeah. Um, so yeah. negatives, but at the same time, the positives were you know you were able to actually build community on these things because that's everybody was you know under thirty and that's what they wanted to do. That's not. The tech landscape anymore. It's not, you know, spring break. Spring break's over, folks. We we have to grow up now, and we, you know, have to have golf outings. I don't, I don't. What do adults do? What do adults play, me, play huh? chess? I don't know. <laughs> tea time. Yes, it's tea time. But uh, but yeah, I think I think that that's generally, you know, it, it's an issue where you're right. We don't have we don't have a giant flag waving company to say this is Devrel. This is how it gets defined. And we don't, we don't have a community entity for that either. Yep. Um, and that's why you're getting creep from things like DevRel certification. It's yes. like, that's, that's snake oil. That's and it's garbage. not just a blip. It needs to be consistent and it needs to be ever presence. We're having the awards later today, and it's a toss-up of who's going to win which award, right? Mm -hmm. It should be a clear, oh, blah, 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 is going to win that award. such and such. Yes, yeah. but we don't, we don't have that now. And I think that lack of leadership and that beacon, people don't know what is something that should be modeled. All right, and I think we have to wrap up, but any final thoughts? It's going to be a bumpy road to maturity. It is, it is, it is. Puberty well, sucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Too true. Well, with that, Alvin, Chris, Graham, thank you so much for your time. Wesley, is always a pleasure. And to everyone listening, 
hopefully we'll see you at DevRelCon next year or uh, we'll see you in the next episode.